0: From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The answer is she's an Upstate Medical University professor in bioethics, public health, and preventive medicine who appeared on Jeopardy last week. If your reply was, who is Rachel Fabie, perhaps you were watching. She's back from California where Jeopardy is recorded, and today she's with me in the HealthLink on Air studio. Welcome, Professor Fabie. Thank you for having me. So, what made you want to be a contestant on Jeopardy?
1: I've wanted to be on Jeopardy for as long as I can remember. Um, When I was a baby and I I would cry, my parents would put me down in front of Jeopardy because something about the blue glow of the screen would make me stop crying. Um, and I've told the story a million times, but as soon as Wheel of Fortune would come on, I would start crying again. <laughs> so growing up, we would always turn Wheel of Fortune off immediately. But, um, and then, you know, I tried out for the teen tournament when I was in high school. Didn't make it, uh, but I did get into college writing my admissions essay about not making it. Your experience. Try- oh, yeah, cool. yeah. And I, I've tried out. I take the online test pretty much every year since. So So talk to me about the process of getting on the show. It starts with an online test? Yep. There's an online test that's offered every few months, maybe every six months. I don't know the exact timeline, Um, but it's a 50-question online test that's timed. You have about eight seconds per question, and then it moves on. Uh, and if you do well enough on that, and they never tell you what the cutoff is, but if you do well enough by whatever bar they're using, you get entered in some kind of lottery to get an audition. so if you uh, if they pull your name because you did well enough, you'll you can get an audition in one of usually like six cities around the country. Um, so I this year, I got an audition in Philadelphia, and that was in September. Um, so I went down to Philly just to, like a random Tuesday in September. Uh, in a hotel ballroom, and you take a written test to make sure that you didn't cheat on the online test. <laughs> and then you do a mock round with the buzzer where you have a Jeopardy board and you're playing against two other people. Uh, and then they do, you know, the mock interview where they have the note card. And it's like, oh, I see here that you climbed Mount Everest last year. And you <laughs> and you talk about it. I didn't climb Mount Everest. but
0: <laughs> Wow. Well, now, once you knew that you had a good chance of going on the show, um, did you start st- studying or how do you prepare
1: Yeah, so I I didn't start studying in earnest until I got the call that I was going to be on the show. So that was end of November, beginning of December, uh, about two months after I auditioned. And I, you know, to prepare, I watched a bunch of episodes every day. It's on, you can find them online now. So I would sort of cue them up and play along with a, a clicky pen that they give you at the audition. Actually, it's a Jeopardy pen with a little red button on it that kind of looks like a buzzer. So I would, you know, stand in front of my TV and what is... Because they want you to practice. Because they want you to practice, yeah. It's just to try to get the timing down and get into a rhythm of answering the questions. Um, So I I did that. I also um, got an almanac, like the 2019 almanac, which has... A million facts in it. I had no idea. I read Ken Jennings' book, actually, as part of my preparation as well. And he talked and he's about the record holder for being on jeopardy seventy four games. Wow. yeah. <laughs> so I read his book. And in the book, he talks about, you know, doing the standing in front of the TV with the pen. Um, but also that a lot of the other contestants had almanacs with them in the green room. And I was like, what, an almanac? Isn't that just, you know, GDPs and, and weather? <laughs> and so I, I opened one, and it's got, you know, every Oscar winner ever, every war ever, you know, just a million, like, everything you could possibly need to know fact-wise, wow. which I had no idea. So And actually, the game before I played, so I watched a bunch of games being recorded, there was a category that was the 2019 almanac and i looked over at my dad and he would just, he was just laughing at me in the audience because he knew i had the almanac with me <laughs> now you have a phd from john johns hopkins university
0: what kind of student were you high school college i mean did did learning come easy to you or did
1: you struggle at it or no i was always kind of a nerd okay. <laughs> um, yeah in high school i you know I, I did the ap classes and i was in model un sort of the the typical nerd route
0: so what are your best categories do you think or what categories were you hoping to excel in?
1: So I'm I'm kind of a generalist. I don't, uh, I'm not good with sports and I am not great with geography. I spend a lot of time studying geography. Um, but the categories that I love on Jeopardy are the wordplay ones. So if there's something in quotes, if there's um, like the before and afters, I love that stuff. Um, I do the crossword every day. So those those categories are kind of similar to crossword clues. Well, one of your answers was
0: uh Ben Franklin quote, right? Healthy, wealthy and wise, yeah. or you knew that one. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um tell me what happens during commercial breaks. What's what is it like when you're there on the show?
1: Yeah, so they um they film the episode kind of in real time. You know, it's obviously a month earlier, but they'll stop for about as long as the commercial breaks are um and come up and sort of touch up your makeup. They bring you water, they take the water away, they make sure that you're doing okay. And, you know, the production staff is always around making sure you have everything you need. And they're really, really fun, cool people. How were you able to not be nervous? Because you looked cool as anything on TV. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was so nervous. Um, You know, I had a suit jacket on and then I had a sweater on. You couldn't see. I was totally sweating. Um, And, you know, they come up and and mop up your forehead in between if you are sweating. Um, So I I was very nervous for sure.
0: And were you friendly with your competitors or what's it like? What's
1: the yeah. dynamic like? It's, you know, you hang out sort of all morning doing, going through rehearsals. And um, so before the taping starts, you get to know each other. And especially the, the two people I played in my first game, we've connected on social media. we're um, We're kind of friends now, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs>
0: So you went to, you had to fly to California for the taping. Um, your father went with you?
1: Yep. My dad came so- out and a, a couple of my friends from high school, actually, who live in California came down for the taping as well, which was really nice. So they were able to be in, is there like a studio audience? And There is. And I, apparently for the first time, they're showing the studio audience at the beginning of the episode. They do kind of a pan shot and I, I could see my dad. It was really cute. <laughs> oh.
0: Did you do uh, any other like touristy things while you were there? Or was it pretty much go there and you're focused on Jeopardy? Yeah, well, I,
1: it was the middle of a week, so I, I had to teach and, and come back. So I sort of I went and you know spent the night before studying game theory and wagering in my hotel room, which my dad <laughs> made fun of me for, but it, it came in handy in my first game. And then, yeah, the, the first day of filming was all day, and I didn't end up playing, but I had to stay in the studio. And then the second day, you know, I, I played two games got lunch with my dad, and then we went to the airport, so it was a pretty packed trip. It was also raining the whole time. I was excited to get out of Syracuse, go to LA in January, thought it would be warm and just the weather was awful.
0: (laughs) So you studied wagering because in the first show, um, well, let's let's talk about this. So this is at Final Jeopardy where the contestants wager their winnings. Your clue was born in 1866. He has been called the Shakespeare of science fiction. You answered who is Asimov? (laughs)
1: Yeah, which is like doubly wrong because he's not only not British, he was also born about 60 years later. So it was a very wrong answer, but it didn't matter because I had wagered zero.
0: You wagered zero purposefully, strategically, because you were pretty sure it
1: was wrong? No. So you wager when you see the category. The category was British authors. And I was like, "Ah, you know, I'm kind of comfortable with British authors, but it didn't matter what the category was. Looking at the scores, so the person in first place had to wager what she did in order to beat the person who was in second place if he doubled. So, you know, I was doing all this math, and I was like, yeah, I only I can only wager zero because I need them both to get it wrong. Because even if I wagered everything and got it right, if they also got it right, I would lose. So the only my only chance of winning was if they both got it wrong and I wagered zero.
0: Wow. You had to be <laughs> thinking about all of that on top of
1: the British authors. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a, an, an aspect of the game that gets kind of neglected is studying the math of Final Jeopardy wagering. You know, you can study as many world capitals as you want, but if you're not prepared to you know, do a lot of calculations at the podium, it, you know, it's not necessarily going to be to your advantage. Well, do you think this experience has changed your life in any way? Absolutely. I mean, this has been a dream of mine forever. And, and now I, I get to move on to my next dream, which is cool. Got to figure out what it is first. <laughs>
0: wow. Well, thanks so much for telling us about this. This is very interesting. My guest has been Jeopardy! contestant and assistant professor, Rachel Fabie. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink air.